So hi, welcome to the Gnoise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Taylor Acorn. And we're asking some questions say about our upcoming EP, Certified Depressants. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Oh my gosh, it's been crazy. I feel like, you know, I've, I've been an artist for quite some time now, and it's taken probably about seven or so years to be able to like fully commit to releasing another project from the first one that I had released. And um, it just felt like the right time. And I wasn't, I think I was ready for the response that people were going to have, but I didn't think that it was going to be that good of one. (laughs) So it's really exciting to see that people are so excited about it. And um, I don't know, I'm just, I'm really stoked. Oh uh, yeah, the the response to the EP seems amazing. The response to the tour surrounding the EP seems pretty great. Um, and <laughs> you, know, you know, you can't complain about some sold out shows. And um, personally, yeah. very excited that there's an EP coming because your team reached out a long, long time ago when it was singles, and I was like, mm-hmm. we have to wait for an EP. And yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, at one point, they they said it was coming, and I thought they were lying because it's like a year and a half later, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, when's it going to come? When's it going to come? I know that there's been like a lot of fans, especially too, that they'll hound me. They're like, when are you putting out an album? When are you putting out a project? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just kind of felt like the right time. Um, and also, too, just wanted to kind of make my own footprint in this genre of music, whatever genre I'm, I am, I don't really know, but, um, it's just, I think it just needed to take some time and I needed to figure out like a hundred percent what I wanted to be, who I wanted to sound like, what I wanted to sound like. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's finally the time. Oh yeah. So. Well, yeah. it rocks. Dude, Thank you. <laughs> fucking incredible. Psycho. Thank you. That fucking song. Thank you. You're, you're killing me. You're killing <laughs> me, man. You. It's fucking crazy. I love it. I love it so Thank much. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Of course. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the EP title or cover art? Mm. Um, so yes and yes. Um, I I had this idea, especially for the EP. I just wanted it to be just like, I wanted the photo to kind of only be me because for one, this is like, a whole new chapter of my life and it's things that I've gone through. It's all very true stories from when I released my very first project up until now. And so I just wanted it to be that and um, just kind of be like, hi, here's myself and this is the music that I'm putting out. And um, when it comes to certified depressant, I don't know, that was kind of just a really fun, um, I guess, saying that we had coined for the one song that I'd put out that's called Certified Depressant. And um, I think it just kind of summed up the entire album. You know, it's, it is so much more than just being depressed or having anxiety. It's all of the emotions that come with that. It's kind of like a roller coaster. And, and that's what the album or the EP kind of takes you on, I think, as far as mm-hmm. emotions go. You know, there's songs that make you happy and there's songs that are very sad and there's songs that touch on like really real situations that you go through in life and so I just I just felt like it it fit me as a person and um I think it fit the EP as a title so oh yeah yeah. (laughs) to touch on the cover a lot of bands Mm -hmm. and artists that we talk to uh Mm -hmm. usually when they put like their face on the cover they're like this Mm -hmm. is the purest form of our music this is our sound we finally fucking got it yeah does that resonate with you at all with this ep 
Yeah, a thousand percent. And I think that's honestly the biggest reason why I wanted to have it like that. Um, I just, whenever I listen to the songs and whenever I, you know, can picture the songs as a whole in my head, that's mm -hmm. what I see. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. me. It's the stories that I've, you know, gone through the last seven years of my life. It's the experiences that I've had. And um, so I just, I just wanted it to be very just like vulnerable and, so that's the photo we came up with. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for the EP? Oh, gosh. Um, well, it was a very long process, as you guys can tell. <laughs> um, but I, I got it was really awesome because I got to write. Um, I've been writing for a really long time with this guy, Dan Swank. And I mean, it. it I think it's taken up until now for us to kind of or kindly finally kind of <laughs> finally feel like we've connected with the music that we have been that we've been writing i'm so sorry i like can't speak today i don't know if i just okay. didn't get enough You're sleep okay. or it's something. early man <laughs> yeah. yeah um but yeah i feel like we're finally feeling um connected to what we are writing and the songs just kind of started to click and um then i got to bring in my best friend emma and she's a really great songwriter so a lot of the songs are just written the three of us or just dan and i and um very much about experiences that i was going through kind of as i was going through them um one funny one um we got back from our somerset tour and my van had gone through all of these trials and tribulations i guess is what it would be but um Needless to say, it's still in Michigan. I have not gotten it back. It's, still? It broke down like three <laughs> times. And we wrote the song Everything Sucks about that. I came home and I was just frustrated. Mm -hmm. My car literally, my tire blew as soon as I got home because it's been sitting for like a month and a half. And there's just so many things that had happened leading up into that point. And we just got home and we wrote Everything Sucks. So it's just things like that. I guess they just kind of came as the the situations happened and um i don't know it's just a really organic writing process and it was really fun too because i got to do it with my best friends so oh yeah and oh. When, when you go into these writing sessions like are you is it just kind of like clean slate and see what happens for the day or do you like come in with with ideas or does dan come in emma like are there ideas brought to the table or is everything happen in that room I mean, it, it kind of depends on how we're feeling that day i guess um i think a lot of it you know, being on the road and having the time to kind of think about the ideas and think about the things that I had gone through. Um, you know, we'd come in with different ideas or maybe a melody or something that uh, one of us had kind of been tinkering with. But um, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, I know Good Enough was definitely an idea that we'd come in with. And um, my my friend Emma, she's so great when it comes to like lyrics and and coming up with just titles and um, so she would you know bring in a title and I'd be like oh my god I have a situation that I went through that is exactly yeah. like the title that you're wanting to write so um, it would just kind of happen that way it was just uh, I don't know it was it was very off the cuff sometimes but planned out and others and so it was just it's really fun easy way to write so oh yeah All right. sure. yeah and when you do go into that and you know you see the title and you're like oh this mm -hmm. reminds me of something that I went through mm -hmm. is it usually kind of like a present very recent fresh situation or do you usually tend to kind of go back back into your your past I guess 
I mean, there, there are definitely a lot of um, situations where I'll go back and dive into my past, which is, <laughs> I feel like, you know, something that I like to do just in the sense of healing and, um, you know, just to have some fun, quirky things to write about, you know, I feel yeah. like my life I've, I've, um, as a lot of people have had a very crazy life. And so it is fun to tap into that every once in a while. But, um, as of recent, I feel like I've been writing a lot about just what, what happens from mm -hmm. a day to day. You know what I mean? I like falling in love and, and doing all of that stuff. And I feel like that's all pretty new territory for me to write about too. I feel like I don't write a lot of love songs. I don't write about that feeling a lot. So, mm -hmm. um, I would say the newer stuff is is definitely just like a mix of everything and um, more so probably just like new emotions and feelings that I've have gone through. So, hmm. oh, yeah. yeah, gotcha. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, so what song off this EP took longest to write and which one is your personal favorite? Oh, my gosh. Um, the one that took the longest to write Oh my gosh. I, I like can't even think. I feel like they all came like pretty quickly. Um, but the one that I think we we dove back into a little bit was um, Famous Last Words. Mm. Um, there are just, you know, some things after we got it the first day, we were so stoked about it. I was it's just one of those songs. It's super fun. And it I think it's um, it relates to a lot of just like girls and, and what they go through as they grow up and, yeah. you know, falling in love for the first time and, you know, having sex for the first time and doing things like that and so um that was just a really special song for me because again that was something I don't think I've ever really touched on as, in any of the songs that I've written about and so honestly that one might be one of my favorites too I think we took a lot of time with it it was um you know just a really fun experience too to be able to write it with my best friends and um yeah, I don't know. I think I really love that song and then Good Enough, I think, just because it's a very personal one for me. And every time I hear it, it feels just nostalgic. And I mean, I cry every time. So I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but it's I really love that song, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And just to touch on the track list a little bit, is this kind of a concept record kind of storytelling a little bit? Because Famous Last Words and Psycho immediately like next to each other. Yeah, it feels like a situation <laughs> that's kind of unraveling. So is it, is it a story? Yeah, I'm glad that you picked that up. Yeah, um, it definitely took a lot of careful planning in order to figure out how we wanted these songs to to kind of lay and um that's funny yeah that was very deliberate putting yeah. psycho and famous last words because it's just the the feelings of again like you know you're dealing with these things for the first time you know it's like you're seeing all of your friends getting married and then mm -hmm. inevitably sometimes you end up going to the asshole next door or whatever you know so mm -hmm. it's just things like that and um you know it, it was well I'll be honest, we, we had written an entire album um, leading up to this, and, and that's kind of how we had planned it all out. And then it was a last minute decision just to kind of be like, I think these need to live as an EP and then hmm. start fresh for the next one. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was a very careful planning, a lot of storytelling, mm -hmm. um, and just the emotions that I, I had gone through throughout each song and i hope that the listeners listening can can hear that and kind of feel that too oh, so, yeah. absolutely yeah um, for this question i want you to pick your favorite lyric or moment off the ep and tell us the Gosh. meaning behind it 
not to put you on oh, the spot. <laughs> goodness. All right. Um, well, I'm going to go back to Good Enough because that song, I don't know, it just, it lives with me in such a different way than the other ones do. And I don't know if it's just because it's a little newer or what, or um, feels just, I don't, I don't know. That song, it just, it really, really gets to me. And, and um, I think the lyric, my reflections, my worst critic um, is something that I think a lot of people can relate to. And mm-hmm. it's something that I relate heavily to. I am for sure my worst critic. I like to pick apart myself and how I look and, you know, obviously being an influencer or an artist, it's really easy to find yourself comparing yourself to other artists or, mm-hmm. you know, other people's careers. And um, so I think that's, that's something that I really like to think about and remember. And it's also, to me, I feel like such a strong lyric. Um, and especially that, that song just in general, I feel like it just has a really good meaning. And I think, again, it's going to relate to a lot of people. So I really love that, that one. Oh yeah. Sure. Uh, I'm glad you brought up like the, the artist influencer combo. Cause I always like to ask when, when we have artists on here that, you know, gained a following from TikTok, like <laughs> how do you kind of balance that you know, got to be an influencer, but also got to write songs, you know, like how, how, how do you balance the two? It's funny you ask that because I'm still trying to figure that out. (laughs) (laughs) I, I really, I don't, I don't really consider myself an influencer by any means. Um, I just one day was like, I'm going to start posting covers of these songs and it just kind of happened that way, I guess. But I've always thought of myself as an artist and a songwriter first. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so the videos that I post, it's just kind of just having fun with it, you know, just trying to make the best of social media. And, and I've just been really fortunate in the sense that like people have liked what they've been watching, which is really weird for me <laughs> because <laughs> I think I'm just like an awkward, like, hi, here I am. This is me. And, um, you know, I think starting TikTok too, you know, there was always like that idea that no one's going to care, like no one's going to like what you have to say or, or your personality. And so um, I don't know, I just try not to think about it in that way. And it's, it's more or less like a tool and it's where I can connect with fans. And it's just another asset rather than like me being an actual influencer. So I think that makes it a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was really like the only tool we had for a while. So I yeah. just, you know, I used it to connect with fans and to, to make friends and to build a community of people that have already been there, but also just like new community as well. So I don't know, try to think of it that way instead of like, oh, I have to post this for a brand deal or whatever, which I, I don't ever really do those anyways, but <laughs> Fair enough. it's just a, just a fun fun thing and just a way to connect with people you know and and you you kind of started the the that side of things with the covers correct the the acoustic yeah. covers yeah uh, did you find any sort of like struggle in like converting those people to fans of your music um i don't want to say no because i feel like that's such a lame answer but um i feel like i was really fortunate in that sense where i think I I tried to do it in a way where I was like, hey, I do these covers, but also I make music as well. So it wasn't ever like a, I only do covers and now here's my music. You know, I tried to like throw my own original stuff in there too. And um, I was very thankful in the sense that like people were connecting with that also. And so 
I, there, I'm sure there's probably a lot of people that will see me and they're like, oh, there's that girl who does the email covers on TikTok. But um, there's there's a lot of people that will recognize me and be like, oh, my God, I love your music and not just I love your covers. So yeah. um, very fortunate in that sense that that uh, I was able to find like a little happy medium between the two and mix it up and um, not just be a TikTok girl because I I don't really I don't really consider myself that but i think there probably are people out there that do that's that's fair enough that's yeah. the best case scenario yeah it yeah. really was it was it was awesome and um even you know the love that people would give for the covers i mean making those was so fun and um but i just kind of got to a point where i was like you know i i want to focus on my own music too and being an artist and i don't want to get caught up in the cover world of it mm. and so um being able to have like a pretty seamless transition into that. I'm just, I'm really thankful for. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, so would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating this mm -hmm. EP? Oh my gosh. All over the place. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, obviously I want to, I'm very careful about how I create music and I really, I care a lot about what the listener thinks and, um, but I also care a lot about like where my like mental health is at as well. And so um, that's why I really, I really wanted to do all of this in a place where my mental health was really good. I will say like the last few months that we've been writing these songs and I've, I felt really good. And um, so I try to make sure that I'm in a positive headspace that when I do tap back into like the really hard things that I've gone through that I'm not, you know, falling back into that and, um, you know, I try to, I just want to be creative as possible too, and just have fun with it. And like, there's no boundaries as far as like the production or what we talk about. And, um, I think that's why I love making this music so much more because there are no boundaries. Like when I was a country artist, I felt like there had to be a certain pattern and a certain rhyme or reason why you're writing these songs. And so, um, just going in with a positive headspace and just, you know, having fun with it and just, you know, thinking of these situations that I've gone through as more of a healing than, um, it is tapping back into those negative emotions and, yeah. So I don't know if that's a good answer or not, but I, I mean, that's kind of how I do it. I yeah. just try to have fun with it. And I, a great answer. And I also think it's the interesting answer because I feel like there are a lot of artists that tap into those negative emotions, but have to feel them as well. Whereas yeah. you, you know, use it as like a healing and that side of like the writing where it's like, you're in a positive headspace is always like interesting to me in a sense, because we get so many answers of like, I was feeling like shit or I dug up these bad things to feel like shit. You, yeah. to yeah. write the best music you know well yeah and i feel like i've uh, my mental health journey has been a very interesting one it's been something that i've been dealing with for a really long time and so for me it's de it's definitely not like i mean i could tap back into them but i could be like that tomorrow you know mm -hmm. what i mean like i could feel those same emotions tomorrow or the next day or and feel you know one way one day and then another way the following week so it's just it's one of those things where it's just like I just try to do it as it comes and and like try to just stay positive and not let those things get to me because again it's like it's something that I do struggle with on a daily and I so I don't know if I'm just used to it now or what but um definitely going into the writer's room I'm trying to be a positive person and um just try to make music that 
people will be able to relate to and people will like. So I love that. Yeah. Um, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to CP for the first time? Should I do in the car with friends and dark with headphones on is workout EP party EP? What do you personally recommend? That's a tough one. I mean, definitely listen to it. I mean, it's, it's hard because I feel like a lot of the songs are upbeat, even though they talk about such like heavy subjects. Um, I would say like, listen to it from front to back don't just pick and choose. I know that there's probably going to be songs that people like want to, they'll see like, Oh, this is a new song. I want to listen to this. Well, I would say try to listen to it from beginning to end and just like feel the whole story, understand the whole story. Um, and hopefully throughout that, there's maybe something that can allow either people to heal or people to, you know, if they've experienced that same thing to be able to connect with and, um, and just, give it a chance, you know, <laughs> instead of just going and being like, oh, this one's new. This one seems like a fun one to listen to or whatever. And definitely listen to it with friends. I think it would be really fun in the car, especially if you're on like a long like road trip or something. I think it could definitely make for a fun road trip. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I always listen to it when I'm in the car alone and I can really just like feel everything and hear all the lyrics. But um, again, how I listen to it is not how someone else is going to listen to it. So I just say, listen to it from the beginning to end and hopefully you like it. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so this one should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this EP for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, emotional. Okay. Um, energetic okay that's true and then um feisty feisty damn feisty. yeah mm-hmm. i'm gonna say there's a there's a couple feisty ones in there yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> that's fucking right on the nose but... yeah. thank you um so in that same train of thought is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have going through the ep oh i mean i I, I want them to feel what they feel. You know what I mean? I feel like there's so many different emotions that have gone into this EP and into the writing of this EP. And so if they hear, for instance, if they listen to I Think I'm in Love, obviously I want them to feel like maybe they're falling in love for the first time and they're happy and excited and there's that like nervousness about it. But then you're listening to a song like Good Enough and I don't necessarily want people to feel sad, but I want them to feel like more or less empowered to be able Mm -hmm. to like take that negative energy and turn it into something positive. And so whatever that emotion is, I want them to be able to feel that. Um, And again, I mean, I don't want to say this, (laughs) this EP is definitely like my ADHD coming out in live form. You know, there's, there's so many different emotions and it's going to be a roller coaster and it's probably going to be overwhelming to some people, but um again, there's probably going to be hopefully people that relate to that and the erraticness of it and the excitement of it. And um, I don't know. I want people to be able to just feel what they feel. And now they know what I feel about it when I listen to it. So. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, so are you able to touch on any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this EP, positive or negative? Uh, I mean, obviously, there's always that, like, initial thought that 
will people like this? And that's mm. the biggest thing. And me, I am just like, I don't want to say I'm a chronic people pleaser, but I am to my core. And I just, I, that's always the thing that I think of first, like, what will people think of this? What will they say? Will they love it? Will they hate it? And so um, for me, I just, I try to like go into it with an open mind and just try to write from my own experiences and, and just be able to be like, Hey, like, I can't really care about that, but I do at the same time. Does that make sense? Like just trying to write things that make people feel and at the same time, just do it because it's something that I love to do at the same time. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, So for this question, why don't you picture you're on tour at gas station for a rest stop? What was your snack of choice? My snack of choice. Oh my gosh. Um, Definitely Nerds Gummies, the Ooh. clusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are, I think, the best candy there that's ever been made, to really? be honest. I do. Have you ever had them? No, I've. they've been mentioned like a oh hundred times when people answer this question. And I'm always like, wow, that sounds great. But I just can't find them. They're like, oh, I got them on my phone. Okay. You're in Virginia? I'm in Virginia. Yeah. We're in Virginia. I'm in, um, God, I don't know if I, I'm, I'm like 30 minutes away from Virginia Beach. I'm in Suffolk. Okay. It's a big oh, I city. know exactly where you are. Yeah. My aunt yeah. lives in yeah. Zunai. Do you know where that oh, is? Shit. I don't know where yeah. that is. It's like probably 30 minutes or so from there. But oh, I, uh, my sister was in Richmond for a while and I lived in Lynchburg. Oh, for shit. a few years yeah mm-hmm. so yeah, i know, Lynchburg I know is like Virginia. A, a ways away but yeah i've i've passed through it i'm pretty sure a couple times up in the mountains yeah. <laughs> looks like my yeah. virginia hate's not going to work on this uh yeah on this no, podcast. no <laughs> yeah you better watch your tongue now that, get his ass, get his ass. <laughs> virginia is a beautiful state yeah you have to admit Blue Ridge it mountains, is. yeah beautiful. there's there's a lot going on there yeah you got the ocean mm-hmm. you've got the mountains mm-hmm <laughs> That's about it. He's like, yeah, I'm going to like sit here so quiet. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You got your ass, man. Don't deny it. Um, so on the topic of food, if your music mm-hmm. project was a dish, what dish mm-hmm. would it be and why? Oh, my Lord. Uh, probably. <laughs> I don't want to say it'd be like one specific dish. I think it'd be like a buffet. Oh, like okay. a mix of just a bunch of things. You know what I mean? If you want to feel good, you eat mashed potatoes you know Mm -hmm. what i mean you want to have oh my gosh i can't now i'm like blanking on like what food is even in a buffet but um yeah i don't know everything it's a mix of everything so i don't know i think it would be something like that you get a little bit of everything all right um and for the last couple questions gonna shift completely away from music and go straight to death row boom so if you're on death row what would your last meal be with a drink oh my gosh um this is so hard i love food so much so it's like really hard to choose um (laughs) you know what i'll probably have a (laughs) a roast beef sub from jersey mike's mike's way with hot peppers and a lemonade nice solid Mm -hmm. solid Mm -hmm. yep so that's the, it, that's the food of choice. <laughs> Go ahead. It sounds, I've never, okay, this is going to be awful. This is, Shane, you're going to hate me for this. Every time, I haven't been to Jersey Mike's in like two years, but like mm-hmm. when I used to go, uh-huh. my go-to would be the, the tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> what? <laughs> and looking back, 
I don't know what the fuck I was on because it's a I fucking mean, sub place, right? Why are you getting a yeah. fucking tuna fish sandwich, man? But listen, my boyfriend gets that literally oh. everywhere. Like he'll, <laughs> if we go to like Subway, he gets tuna fish. I'm mm-hmm. like, I've never, I don't think I've ever met anybody that will go out to a sub place and get tuna, tuna. willingly. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's there's so many other options. So yeah. I under, I understand where you're coming from, but it is a little weird. I can't I can't even hate on you, Glory, because I walk into Jersey Mike's and I tell them no meat, no cheese, just vegetables. My little vegan ass walking into Jersey Aww. Mike's. <laughs> but I bet you a veggie sub Mike's way though is probably so good. Mm-hmm. It, but, it's like, pretty bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah. Look at just a fucking fancy salad, but it tastes mm-hmm. good as hell. Yeah. And the the one down the road from my house, they got it all set up in the computer, the no meat button. I get it nice and cheap. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. They know. Yeah, they, they know when they they you're know coming me. in. I've been there they for said, a while. We got, we're gonna got your order, buddy. <laughs> yep, yep. Hell yeah. If you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Oh my gosh, probably Bikini Bottom. Oh. <clears throat> I think that would be so fun. I feel like there would always be something going on. I live like Sandy, you know, in like the little dome mm-hmm. and do that. Either that or like Harry Potter, like doing like the Harry Potter stuff would be really fun. Going to a Hogwarts and being a wizard. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that would be pretty cool. One of the do two. You know what Very different. I'm Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Hello. I well, I mean, I don't really know if that's what I am. I just know when I was on tour with Grayscale, they had their whole like bus was set up like Hogwarts, like Harry Potter theme. No. And uh, they had like the sorting hat and everything. And uh, Andrew, their guitarist, would dress up like Dumbledore every night and like he would sort people. <laughs> so, this sounds like a fever dream. Just from what I mean, honestly, kind of is looking back. It, it, I mean, but it was so fun because I'm such a huge Harry Potter fan anyways. So I was really excited to have like the sorting hat tell me I was in Gryffindor. I just knew. I knew it in my bones. That's what I was. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fucking run with that, man. That's better than taking the online test. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got the whole experience, man. You went to fucking Hogwarts. Yeah, I probably will go online and take the test and it'll tell me something completely different. But I'm just going off what the hat says. Yeah, just stick with the hat. Stick with the hat. Um, so I thought I'm asking the last question. Every single person that we've spoken to have said that is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Yellow. Me too. Fucking love you yellow. like yellow? I mm-hmm. love yellow. I feel like yeah. it's just such a happy color. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Absolutely. It's just, yeah. every time you walk into a yellow room, I don't think you can ever be like sad. <laughs> no, that fucking duct tape it. yellow. Beautiful. Oh, love it. Or, um, I'm really into like orange right now too. Like a burnt orange. Mm-hmm. Ooh, burnt orange yeah yeah i could rock with that oh, yeah. yeah like the very warm colors really yeah like right they're good oh, yeah. yeah oh yeah uh so as i said that's all the questions we have today is there anything that you would like to plug oh my gosh well again my name is taylor acorn hi everybody hello um i've got an ep coming out september 22nd i've got tour coming up november tw- uh 9th I think is when it starts and if you're coming and you're listening to this I cannot wait to see you I cannot wait to meet you it's gonna be so much fun and yeah check out my EP September 22nd oh yeah all right well thank you for now it's been Taylor Acorn and we have been the good noise podcast